Holly. Hello. We're live. Hello. Boop, 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 boop. But we're here. Wow. Wow, Ethan, we're here. We did Huzzah. it. It's all great. It's all gravy from here. I, I will at some point have a cute intro for us, but I don't have one right now. So right now, if you're watching, we are the cast, or some of the cast, for the Facades of Gods. We're an actual play podcast. I about did my intro for my other show. We're not that show, but this is definitely Facades of Gods. <laughs> and if you're wondering why we're calling this the Weather Report, it's because we usually shorten the Facades of Gods down to fog. And I like to think I'm clever. So here we are, doing the Weather Report. <laughs> I thought it was just because in Elysium, since it's underground, spoilers, <laughs> that there was no actual weather to. It, it's be like layers. There. If you saw our promos on Twitter, then you saw this wonderfully hideous color scheme. It's because I actually took an image from a '90s like forecast, and I was like, "Okay, let's match the aesthetic." <laughs> and I did my very best that I could in Canva. But we are here doing the weather report to talk about. Facades of Gods, which sounds super meta and maybe a little masturbatory, but we're going to do it because people asked for behind-the-scenes information. And we have egos. There's that. There's definitely that. There's definitely that. Who are we kidding? But we probably should introduce ourselves at this point, in case you don't know who we are. I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. And I'm Ethan. I play the wondrous Clarence Bertram. The wondrous. The wondrous. Makes him sound like a magician, but he's definitely not. I feel like only Clarence refers to himself as wondrous. (laughs) I mean, I do. So yes, he does as well. Oh, that's good stuff. uh, I'm really glad we're doing this. I don't know. I just like talking about our show because of that whole ego thing. But we have fun. Oh, yeah. Right? I don't think we actually like get to discuss it enough per se like after we're done recording it and stuff so you know <laughs> it's good it's, it's, it's yeah. rad no yeah I, I do enjoy it i i um let's just start at the beginning huh right at the way the way yonder way yonder over yonder and since i'm also the executive producer over at no show radio i i know how all things begin here it's like being god but not as cool <laughs> a lot more stress i feel like um but no so i met kyle through the cthulhu and friends audition process and i was like screw it i'm gonna make my own podcast yada yada we know that story if you're a fan of our show you know the story but kyle and i ended up meeting because of that and i was like hey do you want to do a podcast and he's like i'm already taken it's like, damn but he and i still talked on twitter and then he's like, hey, I kind of want to do my own podcast. And I was like, yes, talk to me. Let's make this happen. Because even Give me the dirty details. I think at this point, maybe by the time he started talking to me about this, Soulstar is not even a full month out. So, oh. so he was like, yeah, I want your help. Let's do this. And I was like, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, sure, bud. And yeah, okay. I, I love I love our boy Kyle. It was the most frustrating experience because he also invited me to play the game. So he didn't only want me to pr- help produce it, but to also be involved, which meant that he can't tell me everything. So there's questions I have. At the very beginning, he was super tight-lipped about it. And he's like, I can't tell you that. I'm like, buddy, I'm the producer. <laughs> but I need to I, I, I need something. You don't have to tell me everything, but I need something. Well, okay, I can tell you this. And it was like pulling teeth. And it was... <laughs> 
I, I this is like the only time I ever get to trash on Kyle a little bit because he is such a fucking angel and a pleasure to work with and is perfect in every way possible. Uh, but once I got like the the basic idea of what the story was gonna be, my first thought, Ethan, and I know you're gonna get this because we're comic people. He was talking about it. And I was like, okay, so how is this not fables? Like that was my first knee jerk reaction. And he has his reasons, and I was like, okay, cool, awesome, I'm convinced. That's all I needed to know was that's what you told me. <laughs> is is just to make sure that we're we're not too close, or people will look at it and be like, hey, this has already been done before. We want to make it something different, right? And I think so far we've succeeded in that. We've made a really <clears throat> cool show. It's, de- it's definitely its own thing, for sure. I don't think... The way Kyle tells it, I mean, narrates it and even just, you know, GMs it around, it definitely is its own thing, for sure. I mean, granted, I don't have a whole lot of um, D&D or gaming rpg experiences most people do but it's still different from what i've witnessed or what i've played through my limited field so well and and i don't want to spill too much dirt but i also feel like this is the point right we're here to to air out dirty laundry uh when we mm-hmm. say ethan wasn't our first choice it's not in a mean way it's it's just that we had some other folks around and it just didn't work out but then we're like, oh shit, yep. we need a person. I was like, wait, so you're telling me we're running a fantasy, modern setting, that's noir influenced? Yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> yeah, I, got I got someone. someone. Definitely not someone that, like, whenever we chatted in text or conversations, like, well, do you need help with podcast stuff? Because <laughs> I'm, I, I can help. I can help. Hey, I can, I'm here. You want help? You want help? I can, I can help. Yeah, totally. Can, do, you need, do you need help? No, yes. no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was when I started Soul Story. I put out a big thing on, on my Facebook at the time. Like, I need people. Who wants to join? And Ethan was on that list of like, hey, if you need someone, let me know. And while I didn't get my gritty mitts on him for Soul Story, I now have him here on Fog, which I feel like is a good home for you. Yeah, comfy. it's comfy. Yeah. On occasion. Depends. I feel like we can talk about uncomfy Between parts, the crunchy but that's not bits. today. Those, yeah. those happen later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a later issue. <laughs> I want to say we're a soft, spoiler-free behind the scenes look I, we're going to try to stick to the the episodes we have proposed so today is supposed to be episodes one through five the audio drama the first the very first audio drama if we do spoilers it's stuff that's already been out so it's already released it's out there in the airways for you to catch up on anything that we have because we record in advance you won't get to know that at least hopefully not <laughs> we won't pull a what's his bucket played spider-man uh Tom Holland oh, Tom in a Marvel Holland. interview. Mark Ruffalo. We'll be fine. Yeah, so we were able to pull on Ethan, and I feel like maybe with the even bigger selling point, I was like, hey, have you seen the movie Brick? And I did, and I was like, oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> Not enough people know about it. So... If you're watching this, and then watch you'll Brick. know a huge influence. And I say influence not so much for story, but just mm-hmm. like the, the vibe that we try to go for was strongly influenced mm-hmm. from Brick. Uh, we originally even did a sit-down group a workshop basically where we watched it together and we took down notes and we we're like hey here are our thoughts on the show and this is what we liked and these are the tropes we like and this is the thing we're pulling inspiration from itself uh, shocker of all shock i really liked them fatales it was a thing i was going to do but i came real close to doing a rookie cop i had actually three characters when we first started talking about this yeah you had lined out yeah because i remember you were like hmm should i do this or this I was like, yeah. 
I'm having a tough time just trying to figure out myself. <laughs> I, I just, I think, have wanted to do like, a story like this for a while, so I had a few throwaways. Uh, if we mm-hmm. think Giselle has an already long backstory, the only... So I think it was my rookie cop, Charlotte, that didn't have much of anything. But then Angelica was going to be the a kind of a runaway character, and she had her whole full story back like filled out, too. So she was real close. Mm-hmm. Came real, real close. It'd be cool if we saw her at some point. But what was your inspiration Maybe. for Clarence? You know, like... <clears throat> with any noir setting there's always some sort of like bar or club that everything goes down with i was also watching at this point in time when it was when we were starting to create this the f- i think i can't recall if it was the first or second season but luke cage was out and there's a lot to do with a club scene there and they always have these grand music introductory pieces so i was really influenced like thinking about doing like some sort of you know club person and stuff like that and so that's where i started developing the idea with clarence and he's got a he's got a origin kind of hashed out but i don't even look at my own footnotes for him a lot of the time so he's kind of a wild card card. at times when it comes to like no one likes a wild card card um well and then i also got the idea and the reason he also plays a saxophone is i'm spacing on the name of the show now but there was this old show that well old but 90s show from like on the wgn network but it was like a one or two like bad season show about a superhero that's also like a saxophone player at a club at night and i think it was like called night stalker or something like that just awful and i remember like two or three episodes of that and i was like yeah that's that's clarence just this guy that works here and then he's got like his other background or his other side job so totally legit completely professional yep suit Mm -hmm. and tie requirement Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotta be in a suit and tie and have the blazer. <laughs> what color is it? Uh, well, in the beginning, what what color was at it? At the beginning, it, at the beginning, it was uh, it was a navy or it was like a dark navy blue blazer and then a, a navy tie. Yep. I like it. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going, you know, regular musician casual, as it were. So, <laughs> musician casual in a suit and tie. Yeah, <laughs> jazz ensemble, you know. Justify your answer. That. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the only one. I know I'm not crazy. Sure, sure, man, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I we don't have Bianca here to tell us about their character, and obviously Kyle's not here to tell us about his end of stuff. But we're here, so that means we could do very Clarence Giselle heavy stuff. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, I think that's always some good material. If you are interested in learning more about Clarence and Giselle, No Show Radio actually has a Spotify account, and we have carefully crafted some playlists and mixtapes just for you. Carefully. Carefully. <laughs> some of them are. It's cra- it's crafted. <laughs> but there's at least a list for Clarence, there's a list for Giselle, and then I mm-hmm. went on a procrastination binge and made a list for Clarence and Giselle. And what I feel like if they ever got a chance to really party together, what that night would be like. So mm-hmm. that's that's definitely the vibe of that list. And there's a bunch of other stuff, too. Like, I made up a list for our first story arc for Facades of Gods. There's stuff for if you're interested in our other shows. We have a list for Jada, of course. It's just good. Good times. If you like music and stuff. And we can listen to us on Spotify, too, and really anywhere else. Okay, that's all I got. Okay. I did my job as a producer. I'm tapped. <laughs> now I can have fun. 
the, the our introductions. I feel like a lot of actual play podcasts, and Ethan, you haven't listened to too many, right? If any, not a whole lot. Like I listen to podcasts, but I have very select few, um, like limited role playing ones or or actual play ones per se. You know, like my actual book library, I have a backlog of stuff I could get into but i don't i just go back and re-listen to stuff i i feel so. that i feel like i'm on my second listen through through last podcast on the left so what i what mm-hmm. i'd say though is there was this big trend for actual play podcasts to do individual intro episodes where you'd get an intro whether it's somewhat scripted or if it was a one-on-one session with a dm and while i'm a big fan of those and i don't think kyle's necessarily against them but kyle's also just like mm-hmm. mm, i don't want to do it and i was like okay <laughs> sounds good i'm not broken Mm -hmm. broken up about it whatever way we want to do it sounds good we had a meeting beforehand out of character of us being like okay how do we kind of know each other at least so that way it wasn't completely Mm -hmm. oblivious we had some loose connections so we weren't saying to each other my name is inigo montoya (laughs) give our whole backlog to each other in the the anime exposition style hell yeah and mm-hmm. we knew that Giselle frequented Clarence's club. I mean, that was kind of a dive. Mm-hmm. Clarence. Yep. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I it's oh, not fair. my bar. I just worked there, too. So fair. I can blame, blame Mr. Lloyd. Lloyd for that. And then Clarence worked for Jada. <laughs> works for Jada. They have an... Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. work associate relationship an arrangement yeah <laughs> which I, can't, I don't think we necessarily got too deep into it besides i guess the first episode kind of connects the dots that you're a criminal informant for mm-hmm. her yeah go ahead yep yeah and i think i mean that could always be later touched on too but yeah i think that was the thing was like i don't think the criminal informant part didn't really come into place until like we were actually figuring out who was involved with each other i was just like well this guy's a, a musician but how does he have ties to a cop? So we were just like, oh, it, it'd be fun. It plays on, the, again, that noir trope of, you know, the, the rat informant or, you know, the dodgy informant. So, you know, a guy, you know, a guy, <laughs> you're not going to be the most helpful, but it'll, it'll give you the exposition you may need. Helps the plot along, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just coaxes it along. And then Giselle and Jada knew of each other, but not so much by name. Giselle has a bit of a reputation, having three dead husbands now. She has just finished a very big lawsuit and, you know, has come out clean, squeaky clean, and with a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks, of course she did it. Of course she did. And Jada, Jada, Jada sees patterns. <laughs> they met at a fundraiser ball at some yeah. point and they had a, mm-hmm. they had a brief moment which gets talked on in the first episode of Giselle kind of having this moment of mercy of being sympathetic with Jada mm-hmm. I think Bianca did a good job with like that just little quick narration because Kyle gave the reins over to them just a little bit to explain it and I think that was a really good narration point can I just be real gushy about how fucked I felt when they started role-playing <laughs> from the very oh, yeah. first moment because I, I think it opens up with me and i give some fluffy piece <laughs> yeah and, and it was my worst work but it was still very fluffy and then there's bianca i'm sitting at my office 
that's loud and like describing the noises around yeah. and the keyboard with the A that sticks. And I'm just sitting there like, oh no, they're so that's good. What, <laughs> that's what narration is. Oh God. I've made a horrible mistake. No, I agree because then mine was like, look at me. I'm the best. <laughs> they're here for me. And then I was like, shut up, Ethan. Your voice is shit this episode. <laughs> But what I would say is, starting from this very first episode, small pin, there is a story, myth, legend about Harry Potter, the actors who who played Harry Potter, Ron, Hermione, Mm -hmm. about, hey, they were given homework as kids to get to know the roles better. It was like an essay or something. And Harry waited Mm -hmm. till the last minute to do it. Or Harry. uh, Daniel waited till the last minute to do Mm -hmm. it. Hermione had hers the longest and and ron didn't do it as at all and they're like that's how we knew in in an instant that that they were they were them (laughs) they were like already acting to those character types and i think from this day one episode when we were still a little rocky and awkward you can hear like the shake in our voices we already knew who those characters were gonna be like and Mm. we you see that in the descriptions and yeah, I, I going back and listening to it for for this. I was like, man, we just there's some there's some spots we hit that real good on. I feel like. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Jumping ahead and and that is that. So so the opening descriptions, but then also when we're being interrogated by James and Felix, and we all mm-hmm. take a position in the interrogation room. <laughs> I don't think it. Obviously, I don't think it made it to the the actual like posted recording but i think even like in kyle in the <laughs> while we were recording it was like there's three types of people that sit in chairs and these are the three types <laughs> the one that doesn't the one that slouches in it, and the other one that's just prim and proper and it's like because we joked we should just name that episode the three chairs <laughs> well i i having played in different games before whether it's table wise or in different shows i haven't been so lucky to have that almost happen immediately and I think that took a lot of maybe research, but just introspection on our end too of what you wanted them to be like, right? Yeah. Well, and I think again, this is just from my viewpoint because we obviously met and we started kind of practicing the the game model itself like months before that. So we already had a you know we built the rapport like you know before we were all together in just one scene. Luckily enough, and I think excuse me that goes a long way too and that's just performing in anything overall is you practice the the craft first before you actually go to dress rehearsals so. i actually had kind of forgotten about that uh so to include the audience <laughs> uh kyle knew obviously that we were going to use the fate system the fate accelerated system so he gave us all that but they had a brief model of like a of a cyberpunk three musketeers model that we used and so I think I had some of the most fun doing that, like just in that sense, because I think we were still the same characters we almost were in that. Real close. Than we are right now. Real close. Mine was a little bit, I think, more flashy and just out there than Clarence's, but Jada still played, or I mean, geez, Bianca still played you know jada pretty much in that model a very honorable and rule-driven person and actually took stress when was when i think uh pathos i think was the character's name took took mental stress 
from not fulfilling a duty for the queen or the king or something like that after uh, that character got chastised mm-hmm. or something like that. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, <gasps> my honor, it wounds me. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm over here just bashing people in with like uh, cups. And then you were being the, the middle ground person that's like, now, now let's actually try to do our job or just go have fun. <laughs> clever. Yeah. The, I, I tend to play mm-hmm. clever characters. I think that's, that's a comfort zone mm-hmm. for me to be a mastermind mm-hmm. type persona. But. Yep. Definitely not me. I'm not clever. <laughs> I think you're pretty clever. Get along with me. I only like clever people. Yeah. yeah that's, that's just fair. facts. Facts of life right there. <laughs> cool. Think No, I, I think because we had that, like I said, though, having that practice, doing the actual model, it gave us a little bit more comfortability with this since it's not like, you know, 5e or Pathfinder or anything. There was different rules and very, you know, light rules, but still something that went over our heads in regards to knowing exactly how to do things still does sometimes Mm-hmm. occasionally because we're just like i do the thing yeah you do the thing oh <gasps> do i have to roll for it no you can just do that oh cool <laughs> it's it's more the stuff that we don't have to roll for if we're like can i yeah it's just a step go ahead and take it <laughs> okay yeah yeah that somehow makes the rolls that we we are we're lucky to have two or three roles in a game, right? Although we play for short amounts mm-hmm. of time, we don't ha- we don't mm-hmm. run a long show. We are about thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, and if the few roles that you have, and then you roll super shitty, boy, it, does that suck? It, <laughs> oh man, it comes it comes out in spades, especially when you're in the recording because you're like, man, the three episodes they've just been shit. <laughs> it's like it was all one night. Trust me, <laughs> trust me. That's why I get better rolls the next day <laughs> well let's see here going through episodes one through five. Oh, mm-hmm. there's something i need to set the record straight on because i bonked up Uh-oh. and it's of course it's very important to me because it's about appearance and it's about giselle's appearance mm-hmm. i describe her as having dark hair because i really was thinking anne hathaway 100 mm-hmm. percent. but literally everything on my pinterest board every kind of art i put up of her she's blonde she's meant to be blonde it's just like I was so stuck in Anne Hathaway land that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. When you picture hair. Anne Hathaway, you picture her with blonde, I mean, with br- brown, brown hair. hair. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, I mean. What, what would she look like with blonde I tried hair? looking I it up. Giselle. I've never seen. I guess Giselle. Just, there it is. Just There it is. That's Giselle. <laughs> I have some cool fan art that I, I mashed together. Gosh, I wish I could remember the site name. But it's like this site where you can just put a bunch of faces on top of each other and you can stylize it to look more like art or more like real people or more like nightmares. Because, boy, did those freaking switches get scary quick. Mm-hmm. But I got the perfect thumbnail art for Giselle that I really, really love. But there's just no reason to have it anywhere besides my my feel-good zone. Maybe I don't like that phrase. But here we are. I said it out loud. Happy place. <laughs> and, and so we all convene in the very beginning at the Mad Cat bar mm-hmm. jada is trying to find information so of course she needs to go talk to clarence giselle is mm-hmm. doing what she does best smoking clothes like a fucking chimney yep and trying to break into places that she shouldn't be which th- there's a lot of moving pieces in this beginning right where, where clarence is kind of yeah. doing their own thing giselle jada and we all come together but like before we get together i think the very first character interaction we have is between Giselle and or no it's between uh, Clarence and Jada because she like mm-hmm. oh you forgot your sweater and <laughs> takes off your fucking jacket yeah. 
which I thought was clever because that definitely was an obviously planner thing. I was like, ah, mm. <laughs> I like my I like my jacket. Don't you take my jacket for me? <laughs> I I'm not sure how how you felt about what was going on in the back. I definitely thought the meeting was still going on, and that's why I was so determined to get back there. To be the femme fatale that gets involved yeah. in all the wrong places. Exactly. And like, just go eavesdrop. And it was like, mm-hmm. wait, no, there's nothing going on. Then why would you make me think there's something? It, it was that in the first <laughs> end of the first episode, there's a guy in a suit who goes yeah. in the back. I'm like, oh, so he's an important NPC. Mm-hmm. I need to go see him. And then like, never talked about ever again. Never see him again. And it's just like, why? What a weird drop. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds good, I guess. Sounds fine to me. Ooh, squeaky chair. Ah. Uh, yeah. And, and then yeah then Clarence just full on blows off Giselle which was so choice was so good it was brilliant <laughs> wasn't it I like how I stuck with the noir jargon for I think maybe two or three episodes and then I immediately drop it I'm like I don't feel com- comfortable saying toots. doll face and damn and toots and I think I used damn like five times it's like okay Ethan just lighten up i heard the recorder i was like oh that's a that's a bad taste all right well i i think if this is the 90s they don't talk like that and that's so easy to forget that we're doing this new war that's in the 90s and we we mm-hmm. have the technology but we don't right so we kind of live in what i i feel is an archer time blind time period right yeah where it's just mm-hmm. this vague calculation of, of like 85 to 98 because it's also not pushing yeah. i don't feel like we're pushing that 2000s with the metallic and no, the no. like the, to the two thousands was an era. I definitely feel more in the nineties. But mm-hmm. what point? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I think that's obviously while we record. I always bring up like those quick little pop culture references from like what stuff came out in the nineties. There's like, well, it was around this time, so it could work in any of these time periods. So it's like, now this movie came out in ninety eight. So yeah, sure, Why all not? right, that's a reference everyone gets at this time. I appreciate those. Yeah, it's always great. And, and so, yes, we kind of make our way into the back. Clarence is looking for information. Yeah. Giselle's looking mm-hmm. for anything interesting at all, whatsoever. And there's nothing. Yeah, you get pushed out pretty quickly. There's obviously some kind of like time idiosyncrasies there because you pretty much get turned immediately right back. And then that's when you run into Jada mm-hmm. yourself. And then, sure enough, I come back and you guys are talking to each oh, other. No. <laughs> oh no and i'm like nope they're gone for the day already but i know some stuff about where to go and i'm like okay bye and she's and jada's like no you're gonna go with me I'm like i don't want to <laughs> and this starts a very important part of this of our first story arc where i feel like you and i knew we had to find a reason for our characters to go along with jada because there was no reason mm-hmm. whatsoever yeah. whatsoever mm-hmm. it was the coaxing Obviously, I think I made it a little bit sense that Jada was already going to force me. So that's when I throw, I think, something out that I'm like, okay, make it look good. Because I can't just be seen leaving with a cop. That's never good, especially when you are like in a mob boss territory club. It's just like, hmm, our musician that kind of hears things is walking out. With a cop. Yeah, all nonchalant, like interesting gotta so. beat him up later yeah there really was no reason for giselle to join like even like mm-hmm. listening back I'm like i still can't think of a good reason 
why she would want to join or anything like that. So I'm glad that we were able to, yeah, a, a little things, right, of maintaining the mm-hmm. Lucille Bluth energy of get a warrant, but also, wait, no, 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 don't leave me behind. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> Which honestly is, is, I think, something that fades out pretty quick. I don't think Giselle necessarily needs mm-hmm. to be around people, but for the sake of the story. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in the sense that um, when we finally, I think, I think once we get you out of the club scene, especially, you like you can be alone in a club all you want because everyone's you know waiting on you hand and foot. But as soon as we get you outside of the club, and then you know there's dead bodies and we're Gross. down alleyways and stuff like that. Gross. And you know there's no one to to dane on you. Then you're like, wait, come back. I need wait on me. <laughs> I need attention. <laughs> what is this? Why am I chasing after my servants? <laughs> I'm going to fire you and then rehire you and give you a pay cut. Uh, so so they leave the club because, or and then they hear someone scream and there's a big green light and mm-hmm. we see mm-hmm. Aud- Aubrey? Audrey. Fuck. Fuck. See, this, is, this is always the great because, and I'm trying to remember, it's nurse. Uh, <laughs> the nurse. Nurse. Yeah. Ms. Nurse. Um, no, I think that's always it. I think, don't worry, even in the future, uh, it's, it's Audrey, I believe. Audrey Nurse. I was going to get so mad. <laughs> well, so so <laughs> the way that we all heard it too, or at least in the beginning, was whichever one it wasn't, right? Aubrey. Audrey. Mm-hmm. I, the one that was wrong was Aubrey. I'm pretty sure okay, it's Audrey, Audrey Nurse. Nurse. And mm-hmm. both Bianca and I thought like it was Audrey the nurse in a nurse mm-hmm. outfit. <laughs> no, no, no. Hello, uh, nurse. And... I think going back and listening to that after being where we're at in particular was really interesting and rehearing mm-hmm. her little speech there. Like, oh, good, you made it. And yeah. not, not that we have really any more yeah. answers than we did before. No. And I think that's, I mean, we're getting a little further into it, but Audrey Nurse is, you know, for noir sakes you weren't the one that comes into the office it's audrey that comes into the address audrey comes in yeah comes into the office and she's the one that sets everything obviously in motion right so wasn't anything that we were already focusing on it was something that came along when we were minding our own business and creepy mummified she had those eyes that look like Yeah, she had those eyes look like she said she was going to be trouble. <laughs> those are goals, honestly. I like those. Mm. And and yeah, so mm. we saw this dead body and we saw some tickets that were blank. At least two of them were blank. One of them had our names. Technically, they all had mm-hmm. our names, but... Mm-hmm. We can Indeed. only see our own individual. <laughs> and I think, I think... I don't know if it caused Kyle frustration, but like when I go back and listen to the audio and... This is, I think, like in episode four or five, but the whole conversation of what the tickets are. And then I think you and Kyle finally chime in and like, just for expediency's <laughs> sake, you guys have these tickets. Some look blank to others. Some do not. Oh. <laughs> and we're like, oh. Because the way Bianca was making it sound like, and then was looking to me, the criminal, to like, break through it's this so much like harder than it was. gatekeeper for yeah yeah it's just like for expediency's sake like, we'll <laughs> and then 
that's a true like just you know player moment right there with an actual like character moment there and i love having those two different things i <laughs> if we had an animation series that would be like where the animation would stop and then we're just sitting idle for like five <laughs> minutes and then all the characters come back and are just like oh yes we need to do this <laughs> like we knew this all the time I, I, poor kyle has has knows this about soul story and anyone who listens it's just like my experience in doing podcasting is inevitably early on there's a fight or like a discussion that's too complicated over something that's not that complicated mm -hmm. for soul story it was discussion over who was going to hold a lamp and i swear to god it was 20 minutes long and i was like i am not gonna let that happen to kyle's show <laughs> so so when he and i jumped in like okay oh, hang, no. hang up hang up we're just gonna make this go by a little faster it's, it's that we're trying to avoid big moments yeah. like that even though they're mighty tempting uh, they don't make good audio. And that's what we're here for, to make mm -hmm. sure you listen to good audio. No. But we, so, mm -hmm. so uh, Clarence is the one with directions, because we're like, okay, ew, dead body. Jada beeps her partner to come check it out, and then leaves. And again, another person, by the way, that's like never really come up again is the cop partner. <laughs> yeah. Well, and obviously, I think we had a lot of like um i think obviously we had to lay, lay a lot of groundwork because kyle knew that he wanted to get us to elysium as quick as he could so the first by the fifth episode we're already fifth fourth or fifth episode we're already in so for those people that may not know we've been in elysium ever since we left so uh, i'm trying to do the math on how many episodes obviously we're into now some. but you know like some some episodes and we probably have only been the first three episodes is like the only percentage of time we're actually above ground so it's amazing that we had to put all that work into place ever so quickly so there was a lot of breadcrumbs there's a lot of obviously mm -hmm. foreshadowing with any kind of like narration you have to do and stuff like that too so definitely a lot of groundwork because like you said, we were following Lloyd immediately after there was a trail of things, but we were like, oh, dead body. Okay, on this way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, step over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did our due diligence. Jada at least called it in and said, hey, there's a body here. Now back on to the journey. <laughs> Adventure. Adventure. And we're following like weird things like store, 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 sh store shines. <laughs> Apparently that's the way I want to say that today. Yep. Store signs. Mm -hmm. and like weird landmarks and then we find your buddy pal friend of yours acquaintance jameson indeed mm -hmm. and he's a real chap oh yeah that's why i called him jimmy J jimmy boy <laughs> <laughs> that already put in for motions for me just like kyle says a name and i'm like oh clarence would just be giving shorthand nicknames for anything so i love it's it jimmy <laughs> it's good good yeah. stuff hey jimmy clarence what are you doing here <laughs> uh detained you <laughs> <laughs> come here often yeah considering I, I wasn't in handcuffs by this point or anything <laughs> no yeah either one of us were i well, it, well there's the moment of him trying to get a rise out of giselle and she like flicks her ash at him mm. bored mm. Meh. <laughs> i am not amused <laughs> You get ash in your face. Like, just 
ultimate Giselle there too of mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm bored. You're lucky I'm still around. Yeah. But yeah, because when we we meet Jameson, he's counting money, and then that's when um he spills the beans that uh people in the force that work with Jada have been like selling her out and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was a big kind of like moment. It's like I mean, I don't really like these people, but I thought at least they were trustworthy. So it was like, who do I trust now? You trust us. You trust us. No, don't trust don't, us. Don't trust us. Don't. don't trust us. I Gosh, I just, for they're very different personalities, all three of them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's kind of an ongoing joke at this point. And I say it's haha funny. But just like how much Jada and Giselle pick on Clarence. And I'm not, I don't think it's them even realizing it most of the time. No, it's just. Strong, independent woman being mm-hmm. bossy. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. And it's a perfect outlet for it, especially like, because it's like, I can't control anything, so I must control Clarence doing stuff. <laughs> Go get me some more smokes. Go answer the phone. Go do this. Go answer the phone. And then that's when this mumbling started. Like, I'm not going to get the smokes. <laughs> the mumbling is the best. Oh my gosh. Every time when we record and when I listen to it, it's like, I, I enjoy those moments so much. It is such a unique, beautiful. Yes, you're right. Chef kiss. Just mm, good. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yeah. So uniquely Clarence thing to do. And I, I realize it's just mumbling, quote unquote. No, like you, it, mm-hmm. it takes a string of thought and to really know what you're frustrated at and then to get frustrated at your frustration and i can sit there and listen to you do it all night oh yeah that's that's my thing if i was ever a stand-up comedian the mumbling would definitely be a part of it or just it's something like even in tv or anything else any other medium if you have a character that's just so frustrated that they're walking away and then they're still like not necessarily under their breath loud enough for them to hear it but just like i mean i can't say any i mean i i'm gonna do it but i'm not gonna i'm not I'm not gonna not do it. I just, I'm just really frustrated right now, and I just need the understanding that people need to stop this. <laughs> oh gosh! And, and so the first phone call, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you answer that one, and it's on yep. the surface, and mm-hmm. it's what is your confession, right? That's that's yep. that call. Mm-hmm. What is your confession? Mm-hmm. And and Clarence takes it in stride. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just some of my, I don't know. I just, I just love the retorts that I can give off this, off the spot, and especially in this show, just with Clarence. I'm just like, sorry, I ain't Catholic. I don't, I don't confess. <laughs> Deuces, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> no, and then, yeah, like it. I mean, what else would you do? Like, especially in the '90s, since it's a payphone, you assume you know maybe it's a wrong number or someone's waiting to meet up, and obviously, like drug deals were done by payphones all the time or something like that or fake calls so when you get a phone call you're just like you pick it up and you're like wrong number or just to have fun and see what it is and when someone starts talking back you're like not that fun nah nah that's weird you gotta confess like no i don't i don't even know who you are oh wait before that happens jada beats the shit out of jameson doesn't she doesn't necessarily beat the shit but definitely because jameson got cuffed and then she, this is when we see, like, I thought it was later in later episodes, but when I go back, I was like, oh, Jada, like, it, it's great because you could hear Bianca through the entire thing. They're just like, 
this is going against like the lawfulness of it. Almost like, immediately. Even B, yeah, B knew already that their character was, oh, I thought they were a lot nicer or a lot more stoic, but not as ruthless. <laughs> and Jada is definitely tough. Because <laughs> she, because Jada, she uh ends up like, yeah, detaining him, getting him cuffed, and then like starts just like, pulling him by the arms and twisting him by the shoulders and arms to like coerce him to the ground. And then I think, yeah, once the final straw hit, like kicked him onto his face. It was, it was rough and scary and ruthless. I think if, if B decides to continue to explore that characteristic a lot of Jada thinking she's lawful, but then continuing to yeah. do unlawful things, <clears throat> I, I feel like that's so mm-hmm. real life. It's so relatable. Yeah. I mean, again, every bad guy yeah. thinks they're the hero. Sure, 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 of course. Exactly. Yeah. But I think Jada's character has a lot of anger built up for a lot of different reasons. And that mm-hmm. is spilling out just like it would in any other psych case, right? Well, and the best characters don't realize what their mm-hmm. flaws are. And then I think, obviously, as a player, we can play that. That's why B can get away with saying, like, I don't think this is lawful, but Jada's going to kick him to the ground since he can't catch himself with his hands. That's right. <laughs> catch him with his face <laughs> yeah because his hands are cuffed right yeah all right i'm gonna push him down so he lands on his face <laughs> oh my goodness uh, and i can't remember I-, I can't remember what happens did we just wish him on his way <clears throat> or um, knocked out maybe yeah <clears throat> no he he doesn't get knocked out yeah. uh i'm pretty sure i get back and then we we get the information from jameson that uh frederick lloyd went down past the statue we were at and i can't remember what kyle called it but there was the gate so we're heading towards like this uh subway station basically jameson points us in that direction that you know lloyd's gonna meet his partner and that was a big thing because jada's like partner frederick doesn't work with a partner what is this and so yeah, that, and then we let Jameson go along the way with his money because there's no real crime being occurred. So, and I realized we didn't really discuss our connection to Lloyd. Besides, we're after him, so he's your boss. Yeah, it's my boss. He's the owner of the club. Obviously, Frederick Lloyd does CD dealings throughout the mm-hmm. city of Chicago, and then with you, he was involved in your. Late, late, late. The latest husbands. husbands. Murder. The latest. Latest and greatest husbands. Uh, murder. And then Moida. he was also involved in Jada's father's murder. A mm-hmm. whole lot of murder. Correct. And, yep. A lot of murder. Two out of three characters would not recommend. I, this is, I mean, live stream. Congrats to you, but for the rest <laughs> of us, I don't think we ever talk about our connection to Floyd. Ever. No, I think over the narration. I think we well, just kind of assumed it out of character and never. There may or may not be times mm-hmm. where we don't ever tell yeah. each other things because that's who we are. But I wonder yeah. if early on, if we had had the opportunity to talk, like, oh, wait, this is why we care about Lloyd in particular. Yeah. Eh, who knows? Well, because when I was away answering that phone call, <sighs> that's when Giselle and Jada had a good conversation yep. about each other with. um with you know things and then both of you get digs on each other and are kind of just you know snidely insulting each other about your dealings or I, people 
basically saying we don't like each other. I don't know what it is about the episode that I, it's like my brain just doesn't want to remember much from it, which is unfortunate. Um, but they, mm-hmm. we all have episodes mm-hmm. like that. But then we mm-hmm. we end up going to Elysium shortly after. We go through the gate. We fight about mm-hmm. tickets. Yep. We move past the tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's when, because that's when the episodes get a little bit longer, because that's when we're getting into the meat of it. Because obviously, I love the sound effects that they put into the video, because obviously when we're recording, we don't have any of that. We're just kind of picturing. And then when we get on that uh, train, and then we hear the sound effects of what's screeching, and then there's gunshots and all this stuff, and we're not sure exactly what's going on. And that's when we get into the, the stresses and consequences of the game and everything, and it was really good. And I like how you even prompted. You're like, oh, I have a suggestion. Giselle's just going to be in denial for the longest time. It's like, all right, I'm stressed enough, so I'm not <laughs> going to take anything more. <laughs> so I, I think we do just really work well as a team. Getting, but we can talk about that more in future weather reports. But I just I, I enjoy us being able to bounce off each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like I said, we. But yeah, so we have um, the denial. We do the the. the the train trip down and then we have this transition scene to see this mm-hmm. new station and we go talk to elysium janet because mm-hmm. that's just who i have in my head as mm-hmm. michael now and get some information mm-hmm. about who we need to talk to but then also we kind of get not arrested <sighs> it's our yeah. it's our welcoming committee i think as it was pertained because it's like oh hey we have newcomers okay we'll We'll uh, vet them down Talk and to them. see what's going on. And we end up meeting James and Felix, who work for some sort of law. I don't think we really get a definition of what law they do at that point. No. And Which is funny, because you would have thought that Jada immediately would have been, what department do you work for? There's a lot <laughs> going speak on. To your supervisor. <laughs> There's a lot. At that point, even before we got done with that, jada was already like freaking out especially when you showed hey, look at the this. map and it's this whole like hey look this isn't chicago weird right guys strange i just oh she's so huh. mean i am um, we so we we learned this is where we learned too that this is elysium that there are rules here mm-hmm. and you have to play by the rules and Clarence does a really good job, like, oh, so we're we're messing with the mob. And they're like, ah, ah. That sounds sure. sure. Mob. That sounds that's cute. That's and, so and we learn that like the big thing is making deals. And then I immediately out of character go, oh shit. Because boy, I hmm. Oh boy, that is gonna go out of control real, real fast. I felt it in my bones. It just—it's too easy to make deals yep. to accidentally make deals. It is—I'm—I'm I'm a big fan of like Fay lore mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. So hearing hearing deals, I was like, okay, no one give a name oh, ever yeah. again. Yeah, and I think we definitely play with that in the future, obviously. But even just Clarence, like they even explicitly said, it's like if you don't want to <clears throat> follow those rules, you'll just have to face the consequences. <laughs> and it's like, ah, okay. And the way Kyle Nair, or, you know, describes it through those NPCs is just like, I'm going to give it to you casual, and I'm not going to put a whole lot of tone on it, but I want you to understand that you in trouble if you break these and rules. Of course, <laughs> Jada hates it, because it's not a real law system. 
I, I, there's nothing to really for her to grasp onto. Mm-hmm. She ends up having a panic attack at the end, which I I work from pause that thought as always. We were talking recently about uh, while we were recording about like oh yeah we need to like balance out who talks when because Bianca really feels like they talk the most and that mm-hmm. Ethan and I don't really always not, not say polar weight we're not say, talking negatively it's just that Bianca's really good at taking the lead right and Kyle's like well hang on a second let's let's talk this yeah. out it's it's not that they don't talk often it's just that they talk for different reasons so Giselle Alex doesn't really talk unless she's gonna fucking monologue. And like that's true. Almost every time, if you hear me talking, it's because I have a lot to say, mm-hmm. but I won't waste words if there's nothing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, often. <laughs> or if you're, or if you're curious, you'll definitely like pry conversation out of people just to get where you want to go with, with, you know, the background. Like, ooh, I just think of you like as those RPG, like in any RPG, you go to explore and there's books for XP and stuff like that. You're like. I'm not going to read this. I just want it. So that's what you do. You're like, you're like, hey, I'm just going to get this extra flavor text so I can have that for for information later if I'm bored. <laughs> I am pretty notorious when I'm playing an RPG that I haven't played before. Put a big mm-hmm. asterisk there. I will go through every voice line or every mm-hmm. like dialogue option because I want to know. I want to know all the stuff there yep. is to know. So mm-hmm. just I'll just get to that, that delightful cork of mine extra dialogue mm-hmm. but but so going back to what i was originally saying is a lot of my moments that i like in our game are character moments yeah so i in these first five episodes i really i feel like if i could remember the giselle jada moment of them snipping at each other i'd probably really enjoy that but the thing that really sticks with me is jada on the floor having the panic attack and giselle being like this ain't my first time i got this and yeah. for like a half a second you see her be normal or compassionate mm. and then just kind of like slap the face of all right cheerio let's go <laughs> pip, pip, let's get... <laughs> you good now pat on the head let's go i gave you five <laughs> seconds that's enough right okay mm-hmm. peace and then kyle's like clarence what have you been doing oh i was just standing there the whole time just watching this unfold not saying a word <laughs> just like cool uh so we good to go? I really enjoyed seeing Clarence take the lead in the interrogation scene. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. And, and I forgot how prevalent that was. I was like, oh shit, yeah, no. Ethan did a great job. I just it was it was just fun, especially just like since we already had the digs at like each other and that Jada has been leading this. It was a nice thing to have Jada the the rug taken out from underneath Jada because now she's like, uh, and I'm just like you're on the wrong side of the interrogation now. This is where I thrive. I'm sure this has happened with you and me at one point in time, and I probably acted the same way, so. That was a really good line. of like, this is, we're on the wrong side. This is the, you need to be aware what side you're on. That was really yeah. good. If you respect authority, you should probably shut your mouth. <laughs> And I think that's really the end of that. Those five episodes is that we get we're leaving the. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say the depot. Sure, um, words are hard, mm-hmm. but it's it's that we now have a few different paths. If we want to go back to topside, or back mm-hmm. to Chicago, true, we could talk to Michael slash the person who runs the the train mm-hmm. station. Yep, the owner of the train station who we don't mm-hmm. know, but they're not there. Currently. And kind of hard to get a hold of. They're a, they're a little elusive. And 
and or we could go to the club district. I thought there was a third option. I think kind of more or less exploring, I think, at that point. Or, you know, I think we couldn't necessarily go back topside, but I think maybe, and it might have just been an extra dialogue that got cut, but I think there was some conversation where we could technically go to another section or something like that, but I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that. Because most importantly, while while we're down there and while we want to go topside, it's that we want to find Lloyd. And so we're trying to find Lloyd. We're trying to find people Mm -hmm. who know Lloyd. So we're kind of just shooting blind. I think maybe it's James or Felix Mm -hmm. that recommends that we go see go to the club's district Mm -hmm. which of course Mm -hmm. naturally means party time Mm -hmm. yeah because you were like there you need to blow some steam jada we'll just go Go have have fun fun. in the club's (laughs) district go have fun uh and we meet timothy right at the very Very uh, at the very end i think i think that might be dialogue that we cut to the sixth episode i don't recall i think i think it kind of ended with us just leaving the like after the panic attack and everything. But the thing that really threw Giselle for a loop that I remember was, I think it was James or Felix, uh, snapped their fingers into flames. And you're just like, ah, oh, magicians, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> this is the denial thing on. So I just, I assumed it was, it was yeah. one big giant nerd game. Like that's mm-hmm. the only thing I could think of that she would have mm-hmm. any context for because her second husband's a super big nerd. Yep. Uh, was that this was yep. some, she probably got dragged to a Ren Fair, in fact, at one point or another. And so, like, this is just a bunch of nerds being nerds. And I'm not sure how they got their own stop at a train station, but fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's one other thing. And then I think because I was trying to think there was one other, like, set of dialogue or something that happened in between there. And I can't remember what. I think it was. I don't know. I think it's because Jada had that panic attack. We couldn't obviously find Lloyd. So that's when we had to, you know, ask around, like, where do newcomers go to this area? Not that we didn't we didn't even get like an orientation packet. Bye-bye. We're like, oh, we're newcomers? Cool. There's like make deals. If you break them, you break the rules. Okay, bye. It's like It makes oh, me wonder if right. Kyle really wanted us to do talk to Michael again and, and follow that path maybe a little bit more. Not that I think he was unprepared for it or anything. Maybe. But uh it, it's Kyle's really good about not showing a poker face or anything like that, or it's his okay. poker face is so good, he's like you could go that direction. Yeah, you're going to go that way. All, right. All right, fine. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I have a story involved. You'll go the whatever way you go. I'll just put it in front of you. It'll he be definitely fine. <laughs> has an aspect of DMing that I aspire to have of knowing where the story you want it to go, but having flexibility and knowing enough about the world to like allow that flexibility mm-hmm. where I know a lot about the world, but not yeah. enough to always improv. And he just does such a good job of that and gives us a mm-hmm. lot of room to react. I'm sure I'm sure on that wall behind the camera and everything, it's just like pins and, and like a conspiracy board. Just like, okay, they got this. Carol. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Carol. Sylvia, Frederick, Frederick Lloyd, <laughs> Frederick Lloyd, Audrey Nurse. Uh, yeah, so by the first five episodes, we at least have kind of the prologue done, it feels like. We, we are set, we're mm-hmm. in Elysium, that's yeah. how we got there, that's how we met, and we're off on an adventure. Yep, that's the... The first five episodes are the solid um, pilot episode or like the solid 15 mm-hmm. minutes at the beginning of a movie to set everything in motion yep. for the plot. So definitely. And then we mm-hmm. had the audio drama, in between which is super two. fun for us because and even producers like aside, I've looked over a few scripts, but at this point I'm like, I just want to hear them when they come out for the most part. Right. Like I didn't make sure that they're mm-hmm. done. Just let yeah. me know when it's done. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, yeah, just go mm-hmm. ahead. I trust it. 
it's going to come out great. But it's it's filling in information that's happening around the world, just, and it really fleshes out Elysium, right? There's more than just the trio yeah. mucking about. That We mm-hmm. have Ian Thompson and Bay Remington doing their thing, too. Yep. And the first mm-hmm. one is also the prologue for them, right? It's just setting up who those characters are. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like that was yeah. more what you anticipated for a noir or from a noir setting? Yeah, definitely. Since it's like obviously like the audio drama for it than actual play. Because as much as I would love like a super cut of us, like, you know, having the overhead narration of every action we do, like with animation or something like that, it just doesn't mm-hmm. pan out since we're actually playing the game. But the drama, that's what I picture noir style. And just like, yeah, I'm looking out my window and there's dirt and filth and you know just it's just such a good job done by both falcon and bb i can say that we had to work i say work hard with bb we were just trying really hard to make sure that he could get that deep of a voice without hurting his voice because going that deep mm-hmm. of an octave for speaking for long periods of time can really bonk you up nice and good so mm-hmm. i remember being with kyle and be like okay we're hearing we're hearing different test clips we're like okay this one but can you do it a little bit more like this a little bit like this and we, we got there we got a good voice going and when we pulled in Falcon for for the role of B, she has done zero voice work before. I say that as uh, she, she did a lot of theater. She's in burlesque, like, so she knows how to act. But like voice work mm-hmm. is is a whole other beast, right? It's a it's a whole different thing. And I was like, hey, we need a voice actress. You want to come hang out with us? And she was like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Easy to convince. And yeah. I have been wowed every single time I listen to voice lines from her because I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, she has had zero experience doing this, but she has fallen mm-hmm. into it so naturally. That's it's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. My two thoughts on it. Just like, she does a great mm-hmm. job. Good job. Good job, Falcon. Yeah. Don't have to have a, a range of 15 different voices as long as you can, you know, enunciate and when you've got the script in front of you are able to read it seamlessly like you're actually just coming up with it on the spot um shoot i just had another question about the audio drama but i forgot what it was i think it works really well that that audio drama is like literally only like a five minute clip typically between the sessions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that if i recall correctly i think because that one like you said is a prologue so it's pretty much just like two minutes i think it's 12 it's one of the longer ones is it 12 Really? I thought it was shorter for whatever reason, because, like, compared to the rest, maybe I'm just misremembering wrong. Because uh, I didn't listen it while I was re-listening to the previous ones. Oh, I can help with this one, then. Yeah, the first the first <laughs> few minutes is your typical, I say PI, even though it wasn't the PI speaking, mm-hmm. of, of talking about, like, this is my story, this is how we got here, this is what my last 15 hours have been like, and I went to go see Ian Thompson because he because mm-hmm. of his contacts. So, like, the first few minutes is... is be talking to herself basically and then it would transition over to ian's office and ian does his pi monologue the one that you're saying like the city's filthy mm-hmm. and that that's longer than i remember it being and then there's a dialogue between the two of them about how they're going to work together to find out these sources and we're getting like i, I like that we get elysium jargon without explanation so like ian yeah. asking what's your, who are you and what's your inheritance and we mm-hmm. have no idea what inheritance is um, I'm like, yeah, no, it's just all that filler stuff that you'll eventually fill it. I think I'm thinking two minutes because I have like two minutes left on oh, that episode. Okay. So it threw me off, but that's it's fine. 
It's fine. Uh, and and so yeah, B hires Ian to do the, the to help her find some information out because the world's starting to get a little wonky. They know that there's newcomers yeah. around, and someone O'Hara died. Commissioner o- O'Hara died recently, mm-hmm. and the world's just kind of starting to fall apart in weird ways. And in ways that yeah, there's just weird things that are going on. And yeah, so it's it was a really good first audio drama to get you in the mood. The folio, the the sound mm-hmm. effects were amazing. The voice work was really good. I just I felt like mm-hmm. it really set the stage for this audio drama mix. Well, and it's just really good like stakes too for everyone because obviously you know B's trying to do some things and stuff like that get it fixed. Uh, what was uh, Ian, Ian Thompson? Uh, Ian Thompson. That's right, sir. And Ian's just like. No, I just want to get out. And he's like, I can arrange that. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll do it just to get my, my ends met. Yep. So. <laughs> Standard and watch yeah, stuff. Of course. Like, I need to I need to pay rent. Okay, this will pay rent. All right, I'll do it. When Kyle first pitched the show to me, he, he wanted it to be a, a weekly actual play audio drama. So he wanted every week to mm-hmm. have two episodes. And I was like, I like that. Let's make it realistic. No, no, no! I can do both. Yeah, I know, but you're gonna hate yourself. So let's let's just we. That's why we only do one audio drama a month, is because it does actually take a lot of mm-hmm. work between Kyle writing it and now we have a new script writer. Which I don't want to spill the beans on that yet, but we do have a new script writer to help out Kyle with that side of things and uh, the the getting the voice actors together, getting some of the vo- the guest voice actors yeah. together there are it just it, t- it takes time and i'm glad that we're not well it would be really mm-hmm. cool if this was like our job to do a, a weekly audio drama i'm glad that we're able to come up with really good solid yeah. content once a month i think it's great that we ourselves just typically always have at least you know a good couple of hours a week to you know for each of these episodes we do to do that so yeah if we had if this was a full-time job and we could like crank this out like for three or four hours each day or something like that then yeah there would be a lot of stuff just in the sense that if we did have this as a full-time job and we could take three or four hours each day and just play the game and then the story and do the audio drama too that wouldn't be amazing um i would feel like an actual like tv actor or something like that because i keep on associating it just in the sense now that we do like these weather reports and everything else that we're doing it's like Man, the amount of production that we do before we actually release an episode, because I think we've talked about it numerous times, like we've we're already have been doing this for a year and we still have like so much stuff on the backlog to finish editing and stuff like that. It's just impressive because when did we we released the first episode like what, June of last year? May seventh mm-hmm. or fourteenth. We'd have been recording One solidly since December, January before that. So mm-hmm. I think right now we're at mm-hmm. a full story arc mm-hmm. ahead. That's why when I start talking about stuff and if we're all like doing live or conversations, I'm like, where's the where's the bleeding line at? And that's uh. why I have to like it's good for me to obviously keep track of what we're releasing and recording at the same time. Like, ah, this is the cutoff line. So don't talk about this, this, and this in conversation. Perfect. <laughs> Not going to Mark Ruffalo, Tom Holland, this stuff. I promise. Well, before I, I schlep our Patreon, do you have any other thoughts about our audio drama? 
Uh, or any other lasting thoughts in particular? No, I really enjoy the audio drama. One, because it's not something I obviously see on my end either. So I think it's good to have this flavor text that I get to enjoy as an actual listener than someone that's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, pff, I knew that was happening. And, you know, <laughs> this is good conversation that's also going to be part of ours. But yeah, no, I think all that does really well with everything we do. And then, yeah, these first few episodes is definitely a good like prologue, like you said, of everything else that we do. It's fun listening to us be rocky and awkward Mm -hmm. and not really sure of ourselves or our characters and just being new yeah right Mm -hmm. oh goodness it's always good to just jump in and see where it's gonna land well we did good i think i think we covered everything that i wanted to and um we even kept it kind of serious for the most part oh my god that's weird (laughs) we gotta fix that shit i mean don't Uh worry next episode we'll go off on tangents and we won't even talk about anything actually related, so. We only record it once, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Yep. I want to say, anyone who is watching, thank you so much for joining us for this live stream. It's our very first one. And we're going to keep doing it, I think. I had fun doing it. I enjoyed it. It was a good It really time. is not any different than how we record besides our faces up there for you to see. Yeah. Oh, viewer. <laughs> Oh, the curtain's down. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> and you can, we don't have necessarily like a nice, pretty, like the second Saturday of every month. Our crazy producer decided to do this thing where she was like, I wanted to do a weather report a week after the last release of the month, which sounds like nonsense. I understand. And so that way it gives people a week to listen to the last episode of the month. Well, once we catch up, once we get through our recaps, We'll be recapping the previous month's episodes. Mm-hmm. So I can't really you listen to the facades of gods. Listen, I'm sure when I edit this, I'll tack on a, hey, this is the next date because I don't have the date with me in front of me right now. On my laptop, I do, but not here. And it's on our Twitter. We try to promote it on our Discord as well. It will be in March, about a month from now. That's when you can expect another one of these. And when Ethan was like, man, it would be cool if we could just record all day and make this our job Uh, there's ways for you to help with that if you feel so inclined Mm -hmm. our patreon that you're hopefully watching this on if you're not just listening to the rss feed if you're watching this on our patreon then this is a great place we really we release different kinds of information right now it's super soul story heavy not because we're biased it's because this used to be the soul story patreon and now we've just moved it over to be the nsr patreon so there's going to be content for fog there's going to be content for the ritual cast there's content for first all those shows, there's stuff here. Uh, you can pay a dollar a month and get access to most of it. Written stuff, a little bit of extra bloopers, that kind of thing. So if you feel generous, if you're able to, we understand that not everyone has the extra fundage. But if you can, every penny helps. And it covers our host- uh, our hosting fees. Boy, words are hard. It covers our hosting fees on our website, on this wonderful Zoom program that we're using right now. Everything that we need to do to keep making these awesome productions. So that's all I'll say about that. Please be sure to join our Discord as well at No Show Radio. And follow us on Twitter at No Show or NSR Podcasts. What else can I plug? Damn, we do a lot. We have a Twitch. Yeah. Too. Twitch. Where um... I stream games twice a week. If you want to um, come hang out while I play scary games, that's on Thursdays. Sundays is our reward for extra life from last November, where I'm playing Neverwinter Nights. We do a lot Get of on stuff. That disc- Get on that Discord. It's a lot of fun up there. It is. We have a pet channel now, and people show mm-hmm. pictures of the dogs and cats daily. It's amazing. 
I feel left out because I don't have a pet. So I'll just I'll get a pet rock and I'll post <gasps> Please pictures do about it. that. Do it, I'll you do coward! It. I'll get I'll get a <laughs> do it, coward! Oh, don't don't you coward me! I'll do it's it. It's done. It is done. It's done. I'll have a pet rock on there shortly. Don't you worry, guys. I'm so excited. Got to find a good rock. Otherwise, hey, in a week, next Wednesday, there's going to be a new episode. Right? They release mm-hmm. on Wednesdays, right? Yes. <laughs> Who am yep. I, the producer? Uh, yeah, next Wednesday, we'll have another episode of Fog. And then if you somehow miss this and you're just not listening to it, this happened after that episode. So don't worry about it. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. It's fine. We're fine. I'm good at my job. It's Tell me I'm fun. good. Tell me I'm good. I got nothing else. Ethan, do you have a farewell or any parting knowledge? Just listen to the show. It's a lot of fun. Then check out the other shows. There's so much stuff. And if you have other recommendations that you want us to ramble about, you let us know. Because we can't say no to anything. (laughs) And we will continue to pile stuff on until this is our full-time job. And we really do need all your support. So please encourage us by doing that. Go to the Patreon. Listen to all our good stuff. And tell your friends and your family and your dog and your pet rock Mm -hmm. to listen to us. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all I got. So let's say goodbye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, See ya. Goodness. Oh, oh my. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to keep saying Bye-bye. goodbye until I turn this off. Bye-bye. Oh, nope. That's not what I want. Bye-bye. We're going to keep keep it going. I'm just going to keep oh, waving. Okay. Keep, keep waving. waving. Oh, and end stream. <laughs> oh.